When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Good morning for week 14 in the National Football League. Larry Hardesty in for Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, the Super Bowl champ. ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum will join us in the 10 o'clock hour. New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN presented by Slomans. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper develops winning game plans for business moving forward together. EisnerAmper.com. And FW Webb and Well McLean turn to one of FW Webb's 100 plus locations for unparalleled Well McLean inventory. Visit FWWayneWebb.com to find a convenient location near you. Matthias Kiwanuka, good morning. Good morning, Larry. How you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. Let, let me ask you this mm-hmm. it's week 14, mm-hmm. it's the middle of December. You're in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready. It's freezing outside. We've got cold weather in Buffalo. We've got possible snow at MetLife Stadium. What's going through your mind right now? You only think about the cold on practice days. The, the, the weather on game day becomes, you know, kind of like a, a badge of honor. If you can go out there and you can bear it because you realize you understand that everybody's dealing with the same set of circumstances, but only some people are going to let that creep into their head. And if you are privileged enough to play in the northeast consistently, you have shoveled snow, you have slipped on the ice, you've done it all off the field. So going on the field it becomes an advantage. I play with guys who, you know, just put on the the the, the sweet sweat or the Vaseline and, and just go out there and, and thug it out. But uh, regardless of how you um, get to the field, whatever you do, if you got to put on all the extra equipment or not, or if you want to be out there and be tough, once you get your once you cross those lines and put it in your mind that hey, you know, I'm a football player and this is one of those challenges, it really can be used to your advantage because it does have an effect on people who are not used to playing in that weather. That's why we, we look forward to seeing, if you're a Jet fan, what happens to Miami when they come north mm-hmm. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. have to go to Buffalo. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little different. It's real, too. Now, the, the same thing happens on the other end. When you're early in the season and you're up north practicing, we used to have our practice or training camps up in Albany, and there's be some times when, you know, <laughs> the sun's going down and it's like in the low 70s, and, you know, and coffins out there like, man, we can't buy some heat up here. But then you have to track down south and play in the heat. It's it, it's tough to, to get your bodies acclimated to whatever weather you're going to play in week in and week out. I think the teams that play in, in domes have that a little bit of a home field advantage, whether they're north or south. You know, um, but at the end of the day, it's it's another challenge, right? So when everybody's under the same set of circumstances, it becomes a mental advantage. You know, if you have that mindset and you can go out there and, and get it done, then it gives you an edge over everybody else who's, you know, looking for an excuse. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Matthias, this is fun for both local football fans. You've got the mm-hmm. Jets and Giants in meaningful games in December. Matthias, we haven't had that in a while in this town. So I know. <laughs> let's talk about both games. Let's start with the Jets and Buffalo. This is interesting for me because it's a rematch. And 
Nobody expected the Jets to really beat Buffalo before. They found a way to do that. Strong defense, great running game. When you think of that first game, you think of the last drive that the Jets have that marched the ball right down the field, mostly with the run against Buffalo to get that win. Different quarterback. Both teams have changed since that last meeting, haven't they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the big things is you know Von Miller being out. He he his eight sacks are are, are now the sideline. Um, but let let's start with the the Mike White situation. So Zach Wilson, Mike White. I, I normally don't go the, go hard on players. I understand that there's a lot of circumstances that are surrounding that. Unless you're in tune with the team, and I and so I usually defer to like the beat writers or you know guys who are who are you know, specific to a team, like, hey, what's going on? Is there something behind the scenes that we might not know about? Because when you're trying to cover a team from afar, you don't always get the the true perspective. But when when Zach Wilson went up to the podium after, you know, the game before he got, you know, switched, and just the, the, I don't know if you call it the arrogance, whatever, it's been covered, right? The the message that came across was just, it was so negative and, and didn't show any maturity to me. That was something that resonated with me. And now since then, you've seen this team pick up with the t-shirts with you know all the comments that have come out about Zach Wilson or with about Mike White in support of him um in my opinion that's what they're going to have to ride in this game you know that's what they're going to have to take them into this game um with that's the mentality they're going to have to go into this game with to be able to come out with a win we saw what happened last week the defense in my opinion has to put this game on their back take on that challenge and understand that the cavalry is not coming because they are the cavalry like like there are going to be they are going to be put in a disadvantageous situation but they're going to have to be able to go out there and 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 play in some some horrible circumstances and be able to to get the job done thoughts this is a young defense, Matthias. So mm-hmm. for me, the question is how much of it, because usually teams, when you have a young team, you have to learn how to win, right? You have to mm-hmm. learn how to close. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you. This is going to be the defense's job. They did a phenomenal job. They really, and, and Jeff Ulbricht, the defensive coordinator in his staff, they took Stefan Diggs away. And, and mm-hmm. as you know, you can scheme guys away, especially receivers. He's tough to scheme away. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be able to do that. The other thing that they had that they had success with, and you can address this, is Josh Allen containing him, keeping the runs mm-hmm. kind of up the middle, not letting him go outside, and mm-hmm. being real physical with him. So uh, the question for me is, can they duplicate that, and what do they have in their arsenal that they can change? Because obviously, Buffalo has prepared for that very situation if it happens again they have something to 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 counter that yeah so keeping the quarterback contained especially with a quarterback like josh allen i i try to put things in perspective of when i played you know we had tony romo who was better outside of the pocket than he was in the pocket didn't mean mm-hmm. that he was you know it was a runner but it just meant hey guys listen when you're trying to rush this guy his percentages go up when he gets out of the pocket so he feels more comfortable on the edges and it puts a strain on the guys that are behind you you know so you need to be able to rush in what we call a contain rush which for most guys is, is on the d-line that's a real frustrating concept to hear because mm-hmm. everybody has to be in line you have to keep the pocket close you can't, you know, do the move that you normally would use to, to beat the guy in front of you. And your your goal becomes to collapse the pocket from the outside in at the same rate so that he has to throw the ball from inside the pocket. If you if you let him get out on the edge, if a guy wants to go underneath on the on the edge rush and, and force him out, now you're putting the entire defense in a in a strained position because his percentages go up in those situations. So I think, you know, up front it's it's more 
um, you know, can you, you know, can you get it in your mind to, to not be selfish, to not go for that play that might be there and understand that we're going to have to rush differently. Um, and then, you know, being able to, to get pressure with the guys up front, not needing another guy to come out of coverage to, you know, to, to, to blitz is always, is always critical. But, um, you know, like I said, young defense or not, the reason, the reason I say the defense needs to put it on them is because it's, it's not just that, um, it's, it's because he's a young quarterback. Is Mike White, do I think he's capable? Yes. You know, he put up a number of yards, got into the red zone a number of times, just wasn't effective when he got down there. So you know, those things can be corrected. But, you know, unless you have a, a guy who's proven himself week in and week out, I don't think that, you know, you can go into it with that mentality, oh, we might get another chance. You need to go into the game as a defense starting out saying, hey, listen, like, like we need to take advantage of every single opportunity that we get. And you kind of need your, if you're a defensive player, you kind of need your offense in this case to give you some long drives because the best defense against Josh Allen and the Bills is him on the sideline. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, football fans, it's not too late to sign up for Cover 5. It's a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun and compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. Here's what you do. You pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread wins $100. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with code NY22 on the Cover on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. We'll talk more about the Jets at the bottom of the hour. Ritz Amini, who covers them for ESPN.com, will join us. But when we return, Matthias and I will preview Giants-Eagles. Saquon Barkley, 50-50 to play. Where will the Giants offense come? We'll discuss it next. You're listening to New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. You're listening to New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN. Hardesty in for Marks and Matthias Kiwanuka. Matthias, let me throw some numbers to you on Jalen Hurts. Last mm. week, 29 of 39, season high, 74.4% percentage, completion percentage, 380 yards, four touchdowns, three passing, one running, no picks, a 130.3 rating in week 13. I mean, can you what what did he do in the offseason, Matthias? He looks like a totally different quarterback. You know, he he did an I'm coaching flag football. He did enough that the 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 ten year olds down here couldn't stop singing about his praise. I said, Wow, all right. Now you know what I'm saying? Like I, I have no no pull down here anymore, but um I think it's it's 
it's a um, top-down, right? So you have to look at the organization, the way that they structured, the, the moves that they have made to get pieces and people around him uh, to be successful. I often think, like, you can't always just take a quarterback's play, especially at the quarterback position. You know, you can't take that player's play and say, oh, had he gone to this other team, they would have been just as successful. So you have to give some credit to the people who created the situation around him and the development that goes into it. That being said, uh, the young man is playing at an unbelievable level. Yes, he has a lot of key pieces around him, but he's able to command the offense. He's able to deliver the ball. He's able to run when need be. Um, and that's that's a very dangerous combination. The confidence that they, that he has and that he's instilled in the rest of that team, um, you know, it's obviously their championship to lose, but there's a lot of games left to be played. Now, I know you have your keys to this game, so I don't want to steal them early, <laughs> but I'm just curious, as a defender, when you look at him on video and you're you're getting ready to to prepare for him, I mean he can throw it. You meant we we talk about the weapons he's got. I mean AJ Brown is not bad. Devontae mm -hmm. Smith is not bad. You know mm -hmm. great running game in, in Miles Sanders. He can run it. He can pass it. What do you take away, Matthias? Hit him. Hit him. Okay. One hundred percent. The problem the problem is I've I've played and I've won too many games where I we weren't supposed to win. Right. And so mm -hmm. and the the formula always comes back to the basics of football, which is hits are cumulative. If you can get to him early, disrupt his flow, make him think about something other than, you know, delivering the ball or, or just, just hitting the open man, then you have a chance. And everybody behind you has, uh, you know, you, can, you know, they can slip up once, once or twice during the game and, and not be taken advantage of. So, you know, coming from up front, it's about hitting them. Um, now, when you take a step back, as, as I was a linebacker, you know, it becomes, you know, don't try to do too much. Just do your job. When you play a quarterback like, you know, like I would say like the, you know, the Peyton Mannings or the Tom Brady's, the guys who have a, a mastery of the offense, you taking one or two steps, you know, to try to disguise something is not going to fool them. What you need to do is be able to be right where you're supposed to be, you know, from the beginning of the snap until the, you know, the, until the whistle blows to make sure that your man does not get the ball. You know, you can try to do all the, the, the cutesy stuff, you know, with some of the other players, but when you're playing against a, a you know, a, a great quarterback, you know, who also has a run game, it's more important just to get to where you're supposed to be and play the defense that is called. Discipline's important, sounds like to me, Matthias. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, the, especially on defense, it's, it's a unit. And once that trust gets lost, if you have a, a linebacking core that's is out of sync with the, the line up front and they start oh. thinking, hey, this guy's not going to be in his gap. Let me try to, to get there. You Now you got one guy trying to do two jobs. That's most of the time where, where, where um, defenses break down. It's not always because, oh, somebody just missed an assignment. It's, you know, somebody trying, you know, a guy who already has his job already solidified is trying to help somebody else out. But when you can spread the responsibility around evenly and you can look and say, hey, I know that this guy's going to get his job job done and if he doesn't the coach is going to get him out of here it makes things a lot smoother so you know when I'm looking at this game you know from the Giants standpoint it's just about hey listen like forget about all the noise we still have to go out there they still have to make the plays and win the game and if I do my job 100% just the job that I'm asked I have faith in the call I have faith in the play callers the signal callers then we have a chance to win don't do anything extra just do your job offensively Saquon Barkley 50-50 to play 
Uh, he's been phenomenal this season. Um, suffered couple, maybe some nagging injuries because everybody gets gets banged up during the season, mm-hmm. and then teams start to take him away a little bit, try to defend him, make Daniel Jones beat them with other weapons. How did the Giants put points on the board today, Kiwi? I think you know Daniel Jones's feet are going to have to come into play. You know, I, I heard you and and Gordon covered on your show about getting Saquon involved in the pass game, especially in the short. And you know, and he's saying all the right things. You know, he's got trust in his teammates and his coaches, and they're going to put him in the right situations and and whatnot. But I do believe that you know, you know, offensive line play is key. Um, Daniel Jones has. Been effect- he has shown that he can be effective, you know, running the ball, and that always creates some issues for for the defenses because it's not something that you're always expecting or that can always be schemed for. It's you know something that the defense is going to have to rally around and and get the play stopped. Um, but Saquon has been the the motor that was driving this team for a long time, and I said it earlier. You know, they're going to have to find a way. You know, at some point during the season to take some of that load off of him, and we're at that point now. So whatever they have to do, whatever changes they have to make, if he's not available or if he's not a hundred percent, somebody else is going to have to step up. Right now, it looks like Daniel Jones and his feet would be the best option. Maybe some quick passes to the tight end. Maybe get get mm-hmm. get the tight end involved a little bit. Uh, Matthias, is that a way that they can get, move the chains and do some things and just like change up what the defense is expecting? It always is. I think when you look at teams that that are successful, you know, into the playoffs, that tight end position historically has changed. It has become, you know, a get out of jail free card. It's become, you know, that the extra receiver, the relationship that a quarterback has and can build with the tight end can be very effective because they're they're always kind of in between the coverages. They can always you can always find a way to get them in open space in close proximity to the quarterback and if you have a good enough relationship and they can understand okay listen like plays going left you're you're going to fade a little bit this way so that I can always know at or around where you're going to be I mean that that could be key so that's that's something that I would hope would be addressed in the off season but going forward um you know for this year yeah you know it's it's got to be um it's got to be utilized no question about it Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Time to go inside the numbers on New York Game Day, brought to you by Eisner Ampere. And for that, we go way up to Orchard Park. That's where Rich Samini is freezing <laughs> this morning, <laughs> getting ready for Jets Bills the rematch. Rich, good morning. Larry Hardstein, Matthias Kiwanuka, how are you this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Great, great. How are you doing? Staying warm? Yeah, it looks like it's 32 degrees. Well, actually, it's a little lower. It's snowing right now, so uh, very lightly, kind of a snow shower. But I will, after we're done with this, I will be 
removing the snow from my car and scraping my windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully you won't have to do much after the game as well, Rich. Let, let, let's talk about this. I know the guys all week have been, from a reporting standpoint, it's been obviously about Mike White and him trying to deal with what happened the last time he faced Buffalo. But, Rich, the, these are two different teams, right, since their last meeting. Obviously the change for the Jets, but the change with Buffalo too, they went through a little slump, but they seem to be playing better the, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're back to normal. They've won three in a row. The Bills get Jordan Poyer back at safety. He didn't play in the Week 9 meeting. That's a big difference. Matt Milano also didn't play in the Week 9 meeting. Now, he's listed as questionable today. He did practice on Friday, so I have to believe that there's a good chance he's going to play. Obviously, a big key in their front seven. You know, Josh Allen, you know, went into a, like a little mini funk at that particular time. It looks like he's back to normal. So, but the Jets are better, too. I mean, Mike White is playing the quarterback position better than Zach Wilson. And also, I think getting uh, Bam Knight in the backfield adds more speed to their offense. He was a practice squad player in Week 9. So I think uh, both teams will be better. Yeah, Bam Knight has definitely been a boost for them. Uh, first, let's talk about um, Mike White for a second, it was, as if it hasn't been covered enough. But um, on your, your podcast, Flight Deck, you said that um, – you know, he, he's going to start the next three games barring some kind of disaster where he has another four-pick game. Let me ask you this. If if that disaster does happen, will this experiment or will this situation still have been worth it to, to make that change? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think – and I don't expect that to happen today. And even if it did, I think Mike White has built up enough collateral right now to where I don't think he's going to get benched after one bad game. I really don't. I, I think he will start next week against Detroit, barring injury. Um, was it worth it? I think so. I think he's galvanized this offense. They're averaging like 440, 50 yards per game the last two games. Granted, it's a small sample size, but I think you've seen the offense come alive these last few weeks he spreads the ball around i can tell you from firsthand observation that the morale is really good in the locker room um, i think everyone is buying into mike white so yeah it's been worth it and i think it's also worth it for zach wilson too i think he definitely needed to take a step back to work on some you know mental and physical aspects of his game as, as a scout team quarterback which he's been doing he'll be inactive again today for the third straight week so you know i think it will benefit all parties you know, it's interesting, Rich, when you look at uh, how this team has gone, the Jets have gone, and you look at when they've had trouble, they seem to get out of that run-pass balance, right? I mean, even last weekend, you understand that you're down, but, I mean, Mike White threw 50 passes, and it seems to be a thing where Lafleur talks about it on several occasions because it happened with Joe Flacco. Oh, I feel bad about myself. I'm kicking myself, but he still finds his way to do that. Rich, uh, for them to win, Mike White cannot throw the ball 50-plus 50, 50 times today, I don't think. No, no. I think that's one of my, Michael LaFleur's shortcomings as a play caller. I think he just gets so enamored with the passing game at times that he loses balance. And you're right, Larry. Last week, it was a 2-1 to run-pass ratio in the first half. Even I mean, they were down 14, but it was still only the first half, and it was a 2-1 to margin. So you can't have that imbalance. You need more more of that. Uh, I know their offensive line was struggling last week. They they really could not get much going in the running game at all. They had problems with that Minnesota front. So you're going to see the seventh different offensive line combination today. 
You know, George Fant will be at right tackle for Max Mitchell. So their two tackles are going to be Dwayne Brown and George Fant. Believe it or not, the, the first time those two guys will be playing together, that was supposed to be their week one starters at right tackle. And today, for the first time, they'll be starting a tackle. So I definitely think Mike LaFleur is going to look for more balance today. They ran up for uh, 174 yards last time against Buffalo. You have to think that they will try to pound the running game. Mike, talk to me about what went wrong in the red zone last week and, and what needed to be corrected, and how do you think that's going to be addressed this week? A, a good question. It goes right back to my last answer. I think they were too pass-happy in the red zone. Uh, even mm-hmm. before the last drive, where obviously they had to pass on every down, it was desperation time, but even before that, there was a huge uh, disparity between run and pass. I think they just want to be a physical team. They want to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and then they just – got away from, from running the ball in the red zone. I think they have to put more of an emphasis on that for sure. That will help. Um, Buffalo is, I think they're, you know, I think Mike White can have success today. Buffalo plays a lot of zones. You know, they're much like the Jet defense. They're predominantly a zone defense. You're going to see cover three, cover four. And I think Mike White does really well against zone defenses because he's patient. But Mike White has to improve in the red zone. I mean, it starts there as well. He was 6 for 17 passing in the red zone last week. Obviously, that's not good enough. No, that's not going to get it done. We're inside the numbers with Rich Samini of ESPN talking Jets bills. It's New York game day on 98.7 ESPN. Rich, let's go on the other side of the ball. Let's talk Jet defense. I thought, and Matthias and I talked about it earlier, what they were able to do with Stephon Diggs, scheming him out of the game, to me was key in that first matchup. Uh, what do they do this time? Do, do they have the you know, the, the combination of DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner try to do something similar? Because I'm sure Buffalo's looked at the video and they're trying to make some adjustments. Well, they did a great job in the second half on Diggs in the last game. You remember the first play of the game, he beat uh, Sauce Uh Gardner on a double move for a long pass. And then uh, in the second half of that game, he had no catches, three targets. They shut him down. And so I think in that last game, it was interesting because it was the only time all year where Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed were swapping sides. They were going back and forth. Usually Sauce Gardner is on the left side. He's the left corner. But in that game – they were moving guys around. It was a little chess game going on. And it wasn't Reed traveling specifically with Stephon Diggs, but I think Reed was on Diggs most of that game. I think they were basing their coverage plan on down and distance and situation. But uh, it worked in the second half. Their zone, their zone defense really stymied Josh Allen. I think I posted, I tweeted stats a little while ago. I think he was like 11 for 23 with a couple of picks against Jets zone defense. It was, it was the second worst game in Josh Allen's career against zone defense. So I think the Jets might want to stick to that. Talk to me about the, the defensive front and the rotation that they carry and, and how significant that's going to be this week. Well, I mean, it's, you know, how they always rotate 10. Now, Michael Clemens is questionable. He's had a, a virus bug all week. You know, he didn't practice all week. We'll wait to see if, if he plays or not. But even if he doesn't, they still go nine deep on the defensive line. The Jets have, a you know, just an embarrassment of riches of talent that's on the defensive line. They go so deep there. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be interesting to see. You know, Bryce Huff had such a big game against them last time. He, of course, got the sack on uh, Josh Allen that, that hurt Josh Allen's elbow. And Bryce Huff has been such a factor on the edge. And the key for them, the front seven, Kiwi, is just Josh, 
keeping Josh Allen in the pocket. The Jets think that if this is a game in the fourth quarter, they expect Josh Allen to do a lot of running. They just feel like with his personality, he's going to try to put the game on his shoulders and just take over the game. So they rush discipline, um, just keeping him in the pocket, tackling well. The Jets have not been tackling that well the last two or three games. It's been mm-hmm. kind of an issue, but tackling will be key today. Rich, I know fans don't find it pretty, but we who watch football and like Matthias who have played know that special teams in these games are huge Uh, with field condition. I mean, you know, punting and and field goals. Field position is going to be big in this game for the Jets. Yeah, the Jets have had some bad weather games this year. The Chicago game a couple of weeks ago was rainy. I think this it stopped snowing now, at least where I am, and I think it's going to be kind of rainy throughout the day. But uh, yeah, special teams is big. Greg Zerline, you know, came up so big last week with a 60-yard field goal, a franchise record. Um, so I'm, um, he's done well. He's had an outstanding year. The Jets finally found a kicker, it looks like. <laughs> you know, after after spinning that revolving door for a few years, uh, the last, what, four or five years, they finally have a kicker. And so special teams will be big today. The Jets, I, I think their special teams are right up there with anyone. I mean, they're they're really good. And so the Bills, I know, put a lot of emphasis on it as well. So you're right. That could be a, a big key. All right, Rich, stay warm and keep that flight deck uh, clear of a lot of wetness. All right. And we'll be following you. you throughout the day on Twitter and on ESPN.com. Thanks for a couple of minutes. All right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy the thanks, game. Thanks, Rich. All right. Thanks, Rich. That's Inside the Numbers brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper, a leading global business advisory firm, and help you design a winning game plan for your business moving forward together. Learn more at EisnerAmper.com. When we return, we'll get Kiwi's keys to the game for the Jets and Bills. We'll take your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776, and we'll chat a little more about this quarterback situation with the Jets. You're listening to New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy your game day. Also brought to you by Stoli Elite, the ultra-premium vodka. Enjoy Stoli Elite responsibly. Plus, you go, we thank uh, FW Webb and Will McLean for joining us on New York Game Day. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100-plus locations for unparalleled Well McLean inventory. Visit fwweb.com to find a convenient location near you. Larry Hardister in for Anita Marks and Matthias Kiwanuka with his keys to the game. Get ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. All right, so for, for this week... Jets against the Bills, keys to the game, still simple, but, you know, it, it comes at a cost, right? So first things first, 
offense, they got to run the ball. You got to be effective at running the ball, you know, when the plays are there. That also means that the offensive line play must improve. All those things are working in coordination. Um, looking to the defensive side of the ball, like I said earlier in the show, I would say put it on us up front, you know, as, as a defensive line. It's a defensive front, but what does that mean for this game specifically? It means that there has to be what is usually a curse word in the defensive line room that contained rush. We heard Rich talk about it, um, you know, keeping the quarterback in the pocket is going to be key. I understand that that kind of hamstrings a defensive lineman, especially a defensive end. Now you're talking about taking away inside moves and, and not being able to use all the tools in your arsenal, but it is something that you're going to have to sacrifice for the good of the team, being able to have a contained rush and keeping them in the pocket so that the defensive guys behind you know where the ball is coming from and can understand where their matchup is going to be. Um, and then the final key is that red zone offense must improve. Yes, this is tied into running the ball and it's tied into the O-line play, which must improve. Um, but something that's that's not really mentioned a whole lot, I think, is that interchanging offensive linemen is more difficult on the team than people lead on. So we heard Rich talk about, you know, new people on the, on the front. They're going to have to get into sync. So I would like them to come out early and establish themselves on offense, hopefully through running the ball and getting down, down the field. So running it back, you know, run the ball, put it on the defense, red zone offense, and specifically offensive line play. And when you consider this is going to be, as Rich mentioned, Kiwi, their seventh different lineup on the offensive line, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a challenge. And, and you've had a young quarterback in there for most of the season. Yeah. And so with a young quarterback who hasn't been in there, hasn't been in the huddle and doesn't understand what certain people do effectively, that's difficult on him. So it's difficult on him just because he doesn't have that experience. It takes some time to to work with the group, you know, to understand what their what their strengths and their weaknesses are. And then also, you know, side by side when you're playing next to somebody. Um, you know, I played against a lot of great offensive linemen and I, you know, sat in meetings with them. We, I talked with, with a lot of the great ones and, um, you know, everybody does something a little bit different. So you have an understanding, okay, if we're, we're, we're running this play and I'm next to this guy, this is what I need to look out for. And that's why I say interchanging offensive linemen is not always as easy as it, as it seems because everybody's different. Everybody sees and hears things differently and it takes some time to get everybody on the same page. So um, if they're going to win, it's going to have to come from O-line play. And I don't necessarily think it's individuals who are playing poorly. It's about, you know, getting that group to play together. And it's interesting, and and of course, running the football is easier for the O line, right? Just push, just push and go. <laughs> that's what they want to do. That's that's what they're that's what they're made. That's what they're born to do. And and um, you know, when you when you allow them to thrive and you allow them to get their confidence, and they're doing it through running the ball, you can see it. Their mentality changes. It becomes a longer day for for the defense. You know, now they're coming out of the huddle. They're all fired up, and they're they're pepped up, and ready to go. And you're gonna have to be able to to sustain that throughout the entire course of the game. All right, Kiwi, let's take some phone calls. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start with Ira. Ira, welcome to New York Game Day. Hey, Larry. Good, good morning, Matthias. How are you? Good so morning. Who are they, so, good morning. Good morning. So you know what? At the beginning of training camp, I would have signed up for a 7-5 and five team going in today in the middle of this, almost the middle of December, and we basically have our playoffs uh, you know, in our hands. I know it's a tough task. They lost, you know, they should have won in Minnesota, but they couldn't get the job done. This is going to be a monumental effort to get this done here. I think if they could just somehow contain Josh Allen with his legs, and if the Jets could establish the run, 
eat some clock. It's like every other game. Don't make the mistakes. Don't make the stupid penalties. Keep this game close into the fourth quarter. I think they'll have a shot like last week to win this game. And you know what? If they come up short, I listen, the Bills, are arguably, they might go to the Super Bowl. But I think Mike White's going to perform well. I think the defense will keep them in the game. And I give them a puncher's chance to win today. Well, I hear you, Ira. And thanks for the phone call. Enjoy the game, my friend. It, it's... He he's got so that's Iris keys to the game, Kiwi. <laughs> and he's he's pretty spot on. I yeah, mean, he is. You know, keep the quarterback contained and and you know the, run the time off the clock. You know the time of possession needs to be discussed. What were your thoughts about his call? Yeah, I I agree with him to, to a large part. And it's the thing that you kind of like that you've seen minimized over the past couple of weeks with this team, uh, Matthias is the fact that those self-inflicted wounds that that coaches talk to you guys about all the time right the mm-hmm. the 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 which is something they had like roughing the passer penalties which I want to talk to you about that next hour because I, I feel for defensive folks <laughs> you, you, you know you're trying to you're trying to keep the quarterback contained he's running and you you think mm-hmm. he's going to run you're not sure you hit him and then you get a penalty but mm-hmm. those self-inflicted wounds giving up on third and 15 you give up 16 uh, too many men mm-hmm. in the huddle those, those little things that mm-hmm. beat yourself and that's mm-hmm. what playoff teams don't do so if they can if they can do that in this situation uh i think they'll be they'll have a shot to win yeah absolutely the 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 teams that that make it down the stretch like you like you said they don't beat themselves and that stuff happens during the week those things that those are things that are addressed in the meeting room on wednesday you know out on the field you know during jog throughs and and walkthroughs so how when people talk about, oh, this team needs to be bought in, they need to be sold in, it's not just about showing up on, on Sunday and, and playing the game. It's about coming in on, on Tuesday, your off day, and, and getting some extra film in or getting some, some rehab or, or getting some extra extra tape in and being able to do those things. And to be honest with you, it's much easier to do those things when there's the prospect of the playoffs at the end of it. So I think in the position that the Jets are in, all those boxes should be checked right now. And so, you know, when you look at this game, when you look at this game, um, yes, they're they're underdogs. Yes, I get that. I understand that new quarterback situation. Got it. Young guys changes. Got it. But you know, putting this group that has not had a chance at the playoffs and forever, mm-hmm. you know, in this situation, I feel like you can't discount how important this is going to be for those guys who have been there. And for guys who haven't been there, they don't know about this, right? They don't have mm-hmm. that history, so they're going out like like the like Gary Wilson and and you know Bruce Hall before he got hurt. They're just like we're playing football. This is what we know. We're used to winning. We don't bring mm-hmm. that baggage here about a team that mm-hmm. hasn't been to the postseason in over a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And when you get a, a new influx of veteran veterans who have seen life in the NFL on the other side and they bring that energy that was something I was preaching all last year it was like hey look both both teams both New York teams where are the veterans you know when mm-hmm. on the most successful teams that, that I was on they were all in every meeting room you could look to and point to a veteran who had you know either a journeyman or whatever wherever he came from you know 10 years plus in the in the league with experience and usually those cars were the first ones in the in the parking lot when you showed up they were the last ones to leave they maybe didn't contribute as much on the field every week but they were pulling guys aside and coaching them up on the side and and showing them how to take care of things that were not always directly related to their performance but you know had an impact on the the total outcome of the game so you know seeing that they both teams are, are you know starting to do that and there's this sense that okay you know there's there's something to play for left at the end of the season there should be no stones left unturned 
No question about it. You're listening to Matthias Kiwanuka and Larry Hardesty. This is New York Game Day. When we return, we'll continue to take your phone calls. Plus, we'll talk about the Giants, the Jets, and we'll go around the NFL for Week 14. This is going to be an interesting week. We'll come back next on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.